welcome to this week's edition of the Africa Climate Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Sophie Mbogo. It's December and the holiday season is here. Unfortunately, this year's festive season takes place amid a global crisis, keeping us away from coming together with our large extended families. But it got me thinking, despite the crisis, somehow, with the families we are living with, even if we will not be able to travel or come together with our extended family, even probably with our nuclear family, which is sad, but then again, we still will eat, right? And even on a daily basis, we will still eat, we will still somehow manage, perhaps we'll manage to celebrate, but we will somehow generate a lot of household waste, especially coming from our kitchens. But the question is, how does this waste we generate and dump on landfills end up hurting our environment, you know, and the planet we live in and, you know, coming back to hurt us? I am so privileged today to have three ladies on board today. I know I haven't done so well on this podcast when it comes to gender, but today I'm so happy to be joined by Maite Gadiola, who is the co-director of Dududunir, Jun Kemayo and Catherine Cherop, all from Dududunir, a Kenyan organization specializing in composting kitchen waste. Thank you so much, guys, for coming on board. Yeah, thank you for having us. Maite, please, let's start with you. Who is Maite? My name is Maite Guardiola. And I'm a co-director of Dudunia, which is a home-based composting company. Mm-hmm. And um, my expertise is uh, on uh, hydrology, soil sciences, and um, basically okay. on sanitation. All right. And we have Catherine. So who is Catherine? Um, Catherine is a biologist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started working with the Dudu Dunia. I am really interested in climate change and conservation and Dudu Dunia has uh, offered this very great opportunity. Fantastic. And hi, June. Hi, hi. Introduce yourself, please. June. Uh, my name is June. I, I am an intern at Dudu Dunia. So my interest is basically uh, environmental engineering mm-hmm. with uh, concentration on policy making and management of water and solid waste okay so i advocate for lowest lifestyle you know lowest like zero waste lifestyle yeah mm-hmm. zero waste that's lifestyle. That, that, that's a that's a very interesting and probably we could actually start there when we talk about zero waste lifestyle what does it mean like um you ensure your life you live in a way that you ensure you don't have any waste when it comes to you know what you wear what you what you eat everything that you have in your house and everything that you do you just try to minimize every type of waste like you buy enough clothes that you need you buy enough food you have whatever it's just whatever you buy or whatever you have you make sure it's just enough you don't have extra because you know extra you end up not using and you know, uh, they go to West and All right. basically like lowest lifestyle is. Okay. Interesting. And, and it's very interesting too, because when you think about lifestyle and people's lifestyle, I don't know where, how, how possible it is for us to live without waste and basically buy what you need, you know, and when you're talking about food, simply buy what you need or your family can eat, you know, and, and make sure with that, but we'll, we'll come to that. But I want to go back to 
Maite. And could you introduce Dudu Dunia and tell us what is the organization all about? The organization of Dudu Dunia try to encourage people to see waste as a resource, mostly organic waste, as a, some other product that we can benefit all. Mm-hmm. Basically trying to make compost, mm-hmm. even to households that have just a simple balcony or a little space, extra space, they can take action and convert their organic waste mm-hmm. into rich fertilizer. Mm-hmm. So we want to to really uh, have a mindset change and we offer really local tools in order to be able to transform the organic waste into mm-hmm. rich compost okay. at different levels. Mm. Yeah. Um, so basically why I, I wanted us to have this conversation today is because we are approaching Christmas, we're in December, and it's a month that is full of, you know, a lot of celebration, families coming together. It is so sad that this year we've got COVID-19, but I'm, I'm thinking this month is a month that there's a lot of food people eat and people celebrating. And so uh, what 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 um, June was talking about, zero waste, I'm thinking there is no way we are not going to have this waste this particular month. And so um, when we're talking about kitchen wastes, what kind of waste are we talking about? So, uh, kitchen waste is basically organic waste, mm-hmm. which uh, which makes up around 50 to 60 percent of our kitchen waste. The organic waste. These are food like food scraps from veggies, fruits, and other f- the food from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's basically mm-hmm. kitchen waste. And also, there's inorganic waste from the kitchen, mm-hmm. which will be like pr- plastic wrappings paper, glass, tins, aluminum foils, you know, mostly actually this inorganic waste is like plastic from, you know, the wrappings when you buy food. Yeah, basically mm. that. Mm. Yeah, Maito or Catherine, do you want to add to, uh, to add on to that? Yeah, well, I mean, you would have as well eventually some liquid waste coming out of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But uh, perhaps because we are not focusing too much in like treating or using the, the liquid, like grey water that might come out of your sink and so on. Yeah. We also waste that is generated oils uh, from the oils that might be using for frying and so on. Maybe additional um, liquid waste generated. Mm, fantastic. How much do we generate when it comes to waste? Over the years, we have had a lot of uh, increase in the waste that we produce worldwide. Mm-hmm. And in Nairobi alone, we produce over 10,000 tons of, uh, of waste in mm-hmm. a day. So thinking about 10,000 tons of waste, that is a lot of waste. And you can imagine where this waste is going to. Hmm. We are having landfills every day. So in Mombasa, we are having um, 2,000 tons. In Kisumu, we have 1,000 tons. Mm -hmm. And Eldoret, we have 5,000 tons. Mm -hmm. So when you think think of this uh, waste, let's say in Nairobi, Mm -hmm. it's like thinking of... uh, you know, a truck, 500 trucks full of waste every single day. Mm-hmm. So this waste, especially the uh, organic waste, mm-hmm. goes to the, uh, the landfills and when they compost, when they uh, rot, they produce what you call methane gases, yeah. which, are very, which are very harmful gases compared to CO2 mm-hmm. that uh, degrades our ozone layer. And ozone layer is what is protecting us from harmful rays from the sun like the uv rays and the uvb and basically Catherine, when you say uh, we're producing about ten thousand tons of waste are you uh, yes this is general or type of waste 
basically combined that you're talking from the medical to you know household to you know every other kind of waste um yes this is a uh, general waste mm. but for the household waste mm-hmm. we'll be talking about 2400 tons only in Nairobi mm. we produce 2400 tons of uh, household waste every day every day and so this is what ends up in the landfills every single day yes and i'm actually thinking um Catherine Maite in in June um and someone is listening to us and wondering wait yeah the food that i i cook and the leftovers that i just throw into my dustbin it doesn't really have much effect you know how, to what extent does it you know this whole climate change and you Catherine you talked about methane and someone is thinking mm, how does that really come back to affect me how does the waste that we generate every other single day how does it come back to affect us how does it affect the environment that we actually live in yeah so for example any organic waste that is dumped directly into a landfill which mm-hmm. is not processed which is not treated it ends up decomposing in what we say lack of oxygen there's no oxygen around so mm-hmm. that is what regenerates what the uh, catherine was saying methane gases yeah. and methane gas is is like what it has 28 to 30 times more effective to trap heat in yeah. the atmosphere that CO2 meaning that anything that is transformed into CO2 I mean into methane and goes to the atmosphere mm-hmm. atmosphere will heat it up much higher so this is why avoiding dumping organic waste into landfills can have a quite a big important uh, impact because at this point in time mm-hmm. only 40% of the waste that we generate in Kenya is treated properly and that's a quite a, a sort of like a, i would say a high estimate and if we go at the world level mm-hmm. less than 30% of our waste is being processed properly yeah. so it means that all the rest is basically just dumped in different places and mm-hmm. just generating this methane that straight goes to the atmosphere yeah that's very interesting and so that of course comes back in terms of uh it the the earth warms so highly and then for us in africa that's why we are talking about droughts are becoming more severe and they're becoming more frequent and we talk about this so much uh the indian ocean is warming at a very high rate more than the any other ocean uh parts of the ocean and then that sending a lot of moisture into the atmosphere and also sending a lot of rainfall into eastern part of africa and also when we look into other parts of africa like the southern part of africa there's a lot of uh drought the projection is that there's less water um over the years and so that basically how at the end of the day our behavior our waste from the kitchen from home and from different other waste that we generate ends up coming back to us Sophie right if you are a resident in Nairobi you would mm. realize that some of our rivers have been polluted and uh the quality of water is not very good this is because uh the landfills are full mm-hmm. and uh, low income people do not even have people to come and take their waste yeah. to take it to the uh, landfills or the uh, dumping sites mm. so they dispose this waste into the rivers because they cannot afford having this waste taken to uh, the proper uh, waste management uh, plant mm. so um, we we have we have uh, polythene bags in the rivers and uh, waste mm-hmm. uh, even kitchen waste which pollutes the uh, the water and have the aquatic animals and um you know aquatic plants um not have the, the best they could have if mm-hmm. if really this water was in a clean state 
what can people do at home um, to minimize the, the, the waste? So basically, well, one of the things that you were saying is reducing what we buy. So we buy exactly what we need. Uh, another thing that people can start thinking about is what we eat has also an impact in, in climate itself. It's like it's, it's completely studied already that a meat-based diet has a much, much, much higher impact on climate change mm -hmm. than a, a plant-based diet. So what we choose on eating, it does make also uh, an impact. And mm -hmm. then what we do with our leftovers, we can decide to compost our leftovers. We already mm -hmm. minimize them, but we can process them at home or we can make that they are not going to generate these methane gases that we were talking about. Yeah. So right away, these three different things mm -hmm. minimize the impact that us individually we have in, uh, in this planet at the end mm. of the day. Mm. And I'm just, I just want to follow up on the meat-based diet because I'm thinking this is Christmas. And yeah. in many African settings, basically, you'll find there will be a goat that will be slaughtered. That is when families come together. So basically, we and one of the biggest culture for many Kenyan people is nyamachoma, basically roasted meat. And I'm wondering, someone who is listening to us could be wondering, how does I eating meat-based diet affect the climate? Yeah, well, basically, because it's not only you know you can see it in a, perhaps it's more complicated to see in the in the Kenyan. Uh, perspective, but if you go to to larger meat eaters, that would mm -hmm. be countries like the U.S., where you have, uh, I mean, hectares and hectares and hectares of cows being fed by grain, of mm -hmm. hectares and hectares and thousands of hectares of like grain being raised for feeding all these cows, where people eat like kill. I don't know now exactly the numbers, but a huge amount of meat at daily basis. Mm -hmm. So feeding these cows, feeding the, the gas itself, the methane that these cows also produce is a whole chain that uh, really contribute. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole chain of emissions of, of gases. Also thinking that meat is being shipped all over the world in yeah. order to fulfill demand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So cattle that is being raised in uh, in Australia is mm. being sold in the US or in Argentina to be sold in Europe. So there's all this movement just because of uh, of the amount of meat that we eat and mm -hmm. of amount of calories by itself that we are eating. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So basically, it's just not in you consuming meat. It's basically in the whole value chain. It's in the production and also in transportation of these particular foods, right? Yes. All right. Perfect. And so uh, I'm just going to, cut, um, Catherine, maybe just a final word before we wrap up this particular session. Yeah, I mean, uh, basically, we would encourage people during this festive season to mm. really consider composting. Mm. Uh, because composting is a way you can trap uh, all these emissions that we have already, the human race has already uh, uh, emitted for a lot of years. Yeah. We, we are trying, the, the way to curb climate change is to cut the emissions that mm -hmm. are already in the atmosphere, CO2, we call it carbon print. Yeah. And also, we have the emissions going up since the 1960s yeah. up to now. Mm -hmm. So in order to make this curve go down, mm -hmm. we need to stop and look for ways to reduce all these gases that are already in the atmosphere. So if we try and make our soils better, if we try and, and, and rejuvenate the soils, the soils will absorb excess carbon that is already in the atmosphere 
mm-hmm. and we will have a cleaner air so i mean i would really encourage you know anyone out there having their kitchen waste don't throw it away don't just let it rot and emit this bad methane gases into the atmosphere and uh, deplete our ozone um, cover mm-hmm. rather uh, put it into a compost um, make sure you, you know you 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 are covering up it well with you know having worms eating your food waste and uh, you know protecting our home protecting our our earth yeah our planet yes mm-hmm. okay All right, Catherine and Maite, thank you so much. I can see we've already lost June. Um, but I'm thinking, thank you so much for coming on board today. Thank you, Sophie. So we're going to wrap it here today. And then next week, we pick it up from here because I'd want us to talk about how do people during this Christmas and probably can people compost the, the waste that they have from home by themselves or do they have to consult you? And if someone someone needed to, um, to, to know how to compost this particular waste, how do they go about it? So next week, I would, I would want you to come back And then we can talk about what to do um, does and uh, come back with tips and what people can do during this particular Christmas to minimize the waste they're producing. Yeah, that would be awesome. Perfect. Okay. Remember, you can listen to this podcast anytime and many more on our website, africaclimateconversations.com. Next week, we will give you tips on how to reduce your kitchen waste and how you can compost your waste on your balcony without a smell. Sounds interesting, right? Yeah, so see you next week. For now, Kwaheri, have a safe and productive week ahead. <music>